welcome to another exciting cocoa tea. Um, it's a wonderful Sunday evening and my two beautiful guests join us. Um, they're on either parts of the, of the country or of the world, I should say. One is in Canada and the other one is in the heat. Um, I want to say good afternoon to Ayanda, who's in Canada. Hi, Ayanda. Hi. And good afternoon to Kea, who is in the this the south, the very south, Miami. How are you, Kea? Hi, Sunshine State, right here. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we have an exciting show planned for you this evening. What we like to do is we like to wait until people start getting on, so you know we do a little small talk, you know, to get to warm up the people a little bit, you know, just. To, to get ready for persons to come on. We also want to encourage people during the broadcast to feel free to ask questions. Um, uh, if we're able to answer, we'll answer. If not, we'll tell you, you know, we'll check you back later. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be um, having a very good conversation for you this evening. I can hear a little feedback. I don't know. I'm hearing myself repeating. Is somebody listening to me? Are you listening to me? Are you watching me? I end, I end up checking me out on Facebook. Uh, I, mean, I, don't, I don't have it open, but... I catch you, I catch you, but... Okay, so, I'm hearing you're right. myself. Hold on. Let me close myself. my Facebook. Is that better? That's much better. Okay. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Um, okay, so um, we both... We, all of us have our mugs, right? Ready for your cacao tea? Our specialist yes. mugs. <laughs> I am interested to know the story behind your mug, um, Kea. What does it say? Um, I can't adult today. <laughs> What's the story behind that? Um, not much of a story other than my mom and I are huge um, tea drinkers and she likes massive mugs. So we went on a mission to find the biggest mug possible. And I saw this and we also like puns and saying, so I had to get this. And it was perfect <laughs> and I claimed it. So. <laughs> And, and what's the what's the story behind your mug? Ayanda? Um, mine. I think there's not really a story, you know. It's just more so. Um, my kitchen as an adult was in a collection of basically like you know hand me downs. My sister gave me this. My brother gave me this. My mother gave me that. And this set was my first thing that I bought for myself. So it was like you know eight mugs and eight matching plates and you know bowls. <laughs> and- <laughs> So this is like me being an adult, I guess, for the first time. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that is awesome. Awesome stories, guys. Um, my mug is my cousin's mug. Um, yeah, <laughs> which I'm I'm boring. <laughs> so I'm boring my cousin. Indefinitely. <laughs> Indefinitely. <laughs> so that's the story behind um my mug uh today. Okay, so we're going to get started. Um, Ayanda, if those of you who don't know is, um, or you're just logging in, he is a marketing communications coordinator and a mom. Kea is the director of operations and uh, she's also the office manager and a mom. Um, If you want uh, any of their social media handles, you just check the box above. So right above the the box, you can actually get their information. Um, Ayanda is not one that's on social media too, too much. So 
um, you'll probably see her stuff blank and Kaya, you'll get Kaya's Instagram and Kaya's Facebook. And I'm going to give you guys a little rundown as to who these two women are, how I know them. Like I do all of my shows, um, I like to start off, you know, sort of letting people know how I know my guests or how if me and my guests have met. I'm, I've actually known Ayanda for years. Um, she was one of my first set of friends that I made, or I should say Dominican friends, when I started living here in Canada. Um, and it was so funny because we we got very close and then we drew up, we grew apart and then we got very close again. <laughs> so it's like, um, I think whatever is going on in our lives, you know, it's okay for us to separate from each other and deal with our stuff and then come back and it's funny because we keep coming back into each other's lives and it's it's very weird um but it happens and we love each other and we're just going to keep loving each other and keep being in each other's lives until we have to not be in each other's lives again right <laughs> um okay like a reason a season a lifetime you know so we go through our seasons so yeah it's um, growing it's a great friendship um i i've wow Shit, I have so many memories with Ayanda. It's it's <laughs> universe to mention. I don't even want to get into it because if I do, I'll be in my You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think all of it can be mentioned. <laughs> um, and I met Kaya through uh, mutual friends um, in Dominica. She just moved back, and um, she was you know really like fun and everything. And 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 only to find out a few months later she's moving away. <laughs> It was like he moved on and was moving on. But we stayed in touch. Um, we were each other's friends on Facebook, Instagram, and just stayed connected. And one of these people I've never lost touch with. Uh, she has a love of paintings. That's why she's standing, sitting in front of her painting. Um, I know I know a few people who are actually holding some of her paintings hostage. <laughs> <laughs> I will not say any more about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. And I'll just give you a brief rundown. Um, uh, Kaya manages three Remax brokerages in Florida, one of which is the largest Remax in Broward County. She specializes in business management, uh, startup consulting, and nonprofit sponsorship. Kaya is a mom to two children, one of whom was diagnosed in 2013 with autism spectrum disorder. And Ayanda, who joins us as well, has always been an entrepreneur with a background in marketing and communications. She attributes her success to maintaining, nourishing, and sometimes even reviving relationships <laughs> as she has cultivated into a thriving network. She's also a mom of a beautiful daughter, and she lives a natural lifestyle you see the kink in her hair mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so these are <laughs> these are our two guests. Today, we're going to start off the conversation with um, something that has been down, daunting on me, I should say. Um, one of the biggest issues is with, with me is text messaging, WhatsApp messaging. Um, back in the day, it was BBM, um, right? <laughs> WhatsApp. <laughs> MSN, Messenger, hello. That's, yes. MSN, definitely, all the Hotmail crew out there, whoop, whoop. I'm no longer a Hotmail, <laughs> hotmail person. 
<laughs> I guess that kind of says how old we are. High five. Right. Yeah. Right. But have you ever gotten a text message and completely misinterpreted the message because you associated the message probably with a tone? Um, like for example, you completely get mad at your partner because um his response was not what you expected, or you properly put a tone to his response to something like he probably just said okay, and you're like, just okay. Like, you're not just going to say, okay, he's probably just saying, okay, because he's busy doing something and he can't really get into the details of it with you right now. So he just says, okay. Or the person says, never mind. You're like, why did you say never mind? Like, I'm trying to have a conversation with you and you tell me to never mind. And you totally like, and the person probably just does not want to continue having that specific conversation or it's not the time and place for it. But you don't know on the other hand, on the other end, you've just said you just were ready to blow everything into out or out of proportion or something like cool you know cool you just answer cool and you just toned that cool and you're like cool negro you're not hearing me like how you just tell me cool like i'm trying to have an argument with you and you're telling me cool <laughs> yeah no it, it, or, no, it doesn't work when especially with slang you okay for example, for example, you know how we say nonsense. Imagine texting somebody nonsense. It sounds like you're telling what they say, not making any sense. But you just yeah, say it, a pasa, you know, but it don't work in text. So, yeah. And honestly, sometimes too, like um, just reading, like you can have a sentence read two, three different ways because there's no such thing as like grammatically incorrect or whatever when you're texting so there's no commas for you to know, oh, they meant um, I'll do it. How about they meant like someone, you could say I'll do it, like meaning I'll do it or like I'll do it or, you know, so depending on how you read it, you might read <laughs> attitude into that. And the person on the other hand is saying something so like, Completely they, different. it's nonchalant. Different. Yeah. In our, in my relationship um, with my partner, we actually have a, like an, a, if we're, if we know that we're arguing or whatever we have we do it either on the phone or face to face so that we could actually have a reasoning um for me personally because i'm you know communications i'm a writer i actually will write all the negative things out first and then and then pick up the phone to call so i've already vented you know mm -hmm. so to, to prevent that from from taking place now, what do you, now, do you guys prefer to text or you prefer to call? Are you, would you say you're text people or you're call people? Because I know, Kaya, in your line of work, um, you're probably faced with a lot of the texting and the calling and when they did not call when they should have called or when they did not text or they should not yeah. have texted. Text and tones work both ways, negatively and positively in relationships as well as in business, especially in 2018. A lot of clientele, well, with what I do, it's a lot of real estate agents that are involved in people's personal life because obviously you're bringing someone to buy a home. That's a very personal thing. That's one of the most major decisions you're going to make next to getting married. So a lot of people will say, I don't want any calls or I don't want any emails or only texts. And it's because it's 2018, a lot of people, a lot more than you think, say that they only want a text. They don't want a call or an email. And then you have some agents that will be like, but that's so impersonal or you can't get the right idea across. And I've had incidences where 
the wrong tone was taken based on a text message back and forth with my agents and their clients and it gets blown out of proportion to the point where people want to throw the whole deal away. They don't want to continue with the client and it's about to actually crash and burn their own business deal. So, and I'm about to ask Ayanda what she thinks about this. What I have told a lot of my people is um, pick up the phone. If after the first couple text messages, it even seems like that, do yeah. one of two things. Pick up the phone, or if you've known this person, let's say has you know been really insistent, they don't want to call, send a voice note. Because at least mm-hmm. in a voice note, they can hear your tone and they know how you're coming across. And that works for both personal and business. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, in in business, when I, I consult a lot, so that's actually exactly what you said is what I would um, recommend. So after the first, second text email where you think like, hey, this is like completely going left, um, pick up the phone, quick a quick five-minute conversation. <laughs> and you know what? It, right it actually does a lot to build rapport. Um, a phone call, a five minute phone call where you can hear my voice. You can hear me being genuine. Um, I early out, like when I was in high school, I was worked at a call center and they used to say, um, don't pick up the phone unless you're smiling because the person can hear the <laughs> smile, but the, the opposite is also true. They can hear the frustration, the, the frown or the, the whatever. And so if you call someone and you're like, Hey, um, I feel like you're misinterpreting my tone. That happens a lot with text messages or emails. It'll go a long way. And that phone call, uh, that five-minute, two-minute even phone call, will um, could be the one and only. And then moving forward, you can continue the text messaging, um, and that'll just change the tone of the conversation moving forward. You know what I mean? Um, uh, also what, with what girlfriends. I had, a, I had a situation with my girlfriend, um, <laughs> and that was yeah. funny because I was like, she just completely just misunderstood what I was saying. And it's, it's kind of like what I was saying. So she's reading it with attitude and I'm totally like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not giving you attitude over here. Like that's not what's happening. Um, and then exactly what you said, Kay, I just, I just sent her a voice note and I'm like, what's happening right now? Cause this is how, and I read I read her the message. I'm like, are you reading the same message? Like, this is what I said, but how I said it, not how you read it. Um, like, you that know? exact same thing happened to me with my sister. I, I like, I wrote something very short, and it wasn't like I meant anything, and I, it was it was completely opposite of what I was how how she took it, and she was like so angry. She sent me like a paragraph, and when I saw the paragraph, I was just like, "Whoa, that's not what I meant," you know. I just, I, I unfortunately, I did not pick up the phone and call, but I sent her a a private message you know saying hey um this is not what i meant i actually meant this you know and and i would never say that you know like that's hurtful you know and and i'm sorry i love you blah 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 oh my god and i'm sorry goes a long way like take your ego out of the situation say sorry even if you're not wrong just to get over the hurdle and be able to get to the root of the issue you know because sometimes people are dealing with their own thing that's why they're hearing so what true they thought you said you know so true. yeah and, so, yeah. and, and so say i'm sorry i didn't mean that not i'm sorry you took it that way that's like the worst apology yeah that's <laughs> condescending right <laughs> no, you took it that way yeah what what sort of impact would you guys say that texting has had on probably a personal interaction like just communicating with 
let's say your your partner, your immediate partner, you know, do you get into a lot of trouble because of texting more than when you call? I'll go first. Married in. Um, <laughs> um, it's honestly, it's 2018 and it's surprising the things that seem to hold more weight, I guess you could say. Um, for example, that if we don't text at least once during the day, like it will be like, what's wrong? Like, how did something go wrong today? Was your day not a good day? And that's a new thing. That's honestly a new thing because obviously we didn't have communication like that when we were young where you would have to be in communication every single minute of the day but yeah nowadays relationships are in a in a way where you need to be plugged in at least somewhat if not a lot more because otherwise people are wondering like why, why aren't you plugged in why aren't you checking in almost because you have this thing on you day, basically carrying around with you so how do you yeah how do you explain that i can't send the quick text you know what I mean? So it does seem to hold a lot, lot more weight in relationships. My advice would be to kind of not let it in that you have to learn the person that you're with instead of having this generalized theory where it comes to, okay, you have a phone, you should be able to text. Well, not everyone's in, as plugged in as others. Um, some people are every day wake up, check their social media, answer every text message right away. Some of us are not like that. For example, very often, if I can't hit the voice note and dictate that text, it's not getting sent. Like, I'm super busy. I might read your text message and I might say, I'm going to text you back and never get around to it. So you, you really do have very to true. know the person that you're with and the, the relationship that Sorry. you're in. Try not to apply these generalized, um, you know, things about relationships, which, which exist today. But it's it's it would be a lie to say that you know with the modern technology that we have today that people don't expect that it's an expectation that you're going to have this constant contact via text and and i'm just the worst at that so. <laughs> i i feel like uh, for for me um my partner he calls he calls me both of us yeah, have work for ourselves, so we can talk all throughout the day we're always on the phone um for me though I'm like a super researcher, so I blow up his phone like, oh, check out this article. Look at this this thing I just read. I just read this. Read this, whatever. This. I'm always blowing him up on that. And we could be on the phone, just hung up off the phone, and I'm still like sending him. Send Sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm blowing you up and you're in a meeting. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you know, um, but because we're we're both phone people, like actually like talk on the phone people we have less of the issues that some people may have where it comes to texting. I think um, I think my friends and maybe family members might say that like we maybe have more of the, the miscommunication, especially the old people, right? Cause like <laughs> my, mom's, my mom's phone will be on, on um, like a cap lock and I'm like, why are you yelling? You know, and she doesn't get that Caps is yelling. And she's like, what are you talking about? I just learned how to text, you know? <laughs> so uh, I think with, with, with me personally, more, though, more so than with my, my partner, you know? It's funny you say that. With me, my, my communication with my partner is mostly text messaging than anything else. Um, it's always been that way, even before, even with the distance. 
it's always been that way. It's just when, if I sense a tone or if he sends, senses a tone, the question marks come. It's like, question mark, question mark. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like what do you mean? <laughs> you know? So, and, and I, we, we understand now that the question mark, question mark is, do I sense a tone? Is there a tone? Is there, cool. and then, and that gives time for us to just clear the air and say, hey, uh, it's nothing. I'm just saying, you know, that, 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 that. And sometimes now and again, we pick up the phone and we'll actually call and whatever. Um, but we usually call when we have, you see, when we have something to say, you know, like when I say like, oh, he's probably thinking of doing this or I'm probably thinking of doing that. And that's when we really find it the need to call. The text messaging works because of his line of work, he can just send me a text and I'm, I'm on there and I'll respond and, and sometimes I'm breastfeeding and, you know, <laughs> so yeah. it just works, it just works better, but not saying that it hasn't gotten us in trouble in the past. Um, when our relationship was fairly, fairly new, I completely misinterpreted a text that he sent to me. And then it was BBM because we started on BBM. Mm. And um, when I saw the message, I thought he was saying to me, I, I really did think that he was saying to me that he kind of sort of liked this other girl. Like, that's how Ooh. I interpreted it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. Let me take a step. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so I completely thought that he was saying he liked this other girl when he was saying that he liked the other girl he liked was me. Right? Oh. So, because. <laughs> <laughs> so, I. I Funny. Yeah. I was saying, funny enough, um, another thing about texting and tones is um, with the cell phones and, you know, like there's always a record of your conversations and whatnot. And a lot of people in relationships will feel the need to go through their their partner's phone. Um, and there's a very, very big opportunity for you to misinterpret somebody else's interaction with someone else because you don't know how I talk to that person. Like me and JL, our relationship is maybe not even in English sometimes, like, you know, and the way that the way that you talk with to your partner, you guys have your little codes that you've figured out over the years, or, you know, some somebody might just always call everybody in all females in their life, babe. But now you're looking, your man's looking at that, like, why is this guy calling you babe? Meanwhile, it's, you know, it's just being misinterpreted. It's really just That's being misinterpreted. Actually, I have a, a husband who's very much like that. We actually are both like that. If you're just a layperson reading either one of our phones, well, first of all, I always say, if you have to check your partner's phone, you have a bigger problem. That's true. Um, but the itself. moment you have to be checking that, you have a bigger problem going on. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. And you need to check yourself. Um, but we're both like that and his dad is also like that he calls everyone hun love sweetheart babe right if you look at even my facebook when i'm commenting everything is love babe hun and that's how i just right. talk to people so right. if someone looks at your phone they're gonna start you know reading into it so that's a serious issue that can be caused but yeah mine learned the hard way call me we don't text if we text each other it's like to send a quick joke like what you do ayanda like i saw this link it's really fun but other other than that, we pick up the phone and call up because, you know, things can get misinterpreted, but we're just also a little old school. We're not very good with the text. Okay, so, worse than me. Yeah. <laughs> so the bottom line of things is that you're going to keep texting because, I mean, social media is there and we're, we're slowly evolving. Time is, time is changing. More and more people are wanting that non-phone call. 
But when you sense there's some sort of agitation or some somebody may have misunderstood something that you said, instead of fighting back and forth on text, <laughs> pick up the phone. Pick up the pick phone, up the phone. Yeah. then a voice note and say, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean this. You know, right. you took it like this, but I really didn't mean it. I meant this is what I meant. And be clear and precise so that people don't get um, misunderstood or, or misunderstand anything that you're saying. And you don't end up breaking up with your partner because of some stupid oh, nonsense that, that just popped <laughs> yeah. up. We've had, we're getting some interactions here. Um, Madhuri is saying sometimes it's so much quicker to just go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We also want to say hi to the other folks. After, you know, the BlackBerry phones and it actually had the keyboard on the phone um, and they were like so perfect. I could like do it with one hand. Then now I have yeah. this big tablet for a phone. It's inconvenient to like tech to text while I'm doing other stuff. It really is like just more convenient sometimes to just pick up the phone and call. <laughs> it takes longer to text sometimes. It really yeah. does. By the and then your phone predicts the text and they're wrong. Like, no, I didn't mean that. I'm trying oh to my say God. I meant to send my mom what's up one time and it ended up sending her ass up. Like that is just not what I meant. <laughs> no. Well, I'll tell you, my name, my name in text messages, like sometimes it changes to Carl. So no. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes oh I'll be gosh. talking to somebody and giving them my email address and it changes to Carl. So, um, and at the time I only knew one Carl, that was Carl Nassif. So I was like, they're not thinking I'm talking about Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, so you just have which be so careful and mindful of it and know when is the right time to pick up the phone and call. Okay, my daughter just wants to say a quick hello and then she's going back upstairs. Hi. <laughs> say hi. hi. It's wonderful. Hi. Okay, <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna fast track now. Um, coming from autism. Um, and one of the things okay, okay, okay. Sorry, okay. we have a someone else joining us here. <laughs> she, <laughs> said she just wants to watch, so we'll, we'll just let her watch. Okay, one of the things that we we um want to discuss also today is autism. It is Autism Awareness Month, and um, I think it's important that we bring up topics of that you know we could educate people we could um probably some of it might be our personal opinions um and not necessarily you know from a professional standpoint in terms of an actual doctor or whatever it is but um we all face different life's issues and i feel like you know we should have a say and we should be able to speak on certain things and one of the things that we want to talk about um our touch today is Autism, and I don't know if you viewing um, ha are aware of what autism is or no. Um, one of my favorite shows now is The Good Doctor. Um, it is about an autistic surgeon, and I absolutely love that show. Religiously watch it. Um, however, you know um, when you when you research what autism is and what causes autism, you've got I've gotten so many different things coming out of so many different places. 
and still not really getting the answer as to what the hell is autism. Um, based on the researchers um, out there, they, some of them say that autism can be caused from uh, maternal um, illness, advanced parental age at the time of conception, uh, probably extreme prematurity, low birth weight, mothers exposed to probably high levels of pesticide, air pollution, prenatal vitamins like folic acid. Now, Kea joins us as a mom who has a personal knowledge of what autism is because it's affected her life um, and the life of her child and her family on a whole. And Ayanda can shed some light on this because Ayanda has completely chosen the the natural way of living as in she will do a homeopathic remedy before she even considers taking a pill right so um they can share you know their opinions as it pertains to that but we're gonna get into um talk to Kea first um Kea um as it relates to you um your son started exhibiting signs of autism when did you actually start seeing changes in your son um, okay, so with my son, I was in the British Virgin Islands. That's where they, both my kids were born, actually. And um, I would say that he was reaching all of his milestones. Everything was going great up until around just after 18 months. Um, and that is when I would say two to three weeks after his 18 months milestone is where I started noticing very, very minor changes at first and then gradually they got more and more glaring to me personally. At the time, well, with both my kids, I became a stay-at-home mom for both my kids with my daughter for the first two, three years and with my son, well, I had to stay with him um, home longer with his condition. Um, so I was at home hands-on um, to, to basically be able to see any minor changes. It um, fell right when he had his 18-month MMR uh, vaccination. Um, so the timing for me was right at the same time. As to whether or not that was the cause, um, there is a lot of research that has gone into it extensively. They have said that the what they call the regressive type of autism actually starts at 18 months, between 18 months and two years. So they are saying that that is why there's so much of an association between vaccines and autism because the time when the disorder actually starts showing is the same time as when people go for these vaccinations. And the reasoning behind it is that as the child grows, your brain, your neurons, all of that starts developing and your brain continues to develop at a certain pace which is why you know they promote things like early childhood education and so on because your brain is making connections at a certain case between the age of one year to three, one year to four. Um, and autism is a mental disorder. So when it starts showing its signs, it's the same time as those vaccinations. As to whether there's a correlation or not, I do not propose to be any expert in that field. I was basically given a choice. I call it a choice because it's so much expense to doing all the genetic testing, all of that for you to figure out what in your individual case caused your child's autism and then the cost of therapy. At the time, it was a choice for me. I had to either pick finding out what caused it or pick getting him the help. And I obviously went with getting him the help. Um, so I personally did not go into any in-depth um, testing of his chromosomes and all of that. It's very, very intense, very, very in-depth and very, very expensive. And insurance does not cover it for most places because it's not quite classified yet. 
So I think most people have not gone in-depth research as far as their personal experiences because it just costs too much for you to find out what caused your personal child's autism. So people are then stuck with governmental assistance programs, which there's a huge waiting list for. And, you know, you end up spending more time and focus and energy on trying to fix the problem than finding out what the cause of the problem is. Um, I have been blessed in that my son is now high functioning. So I have not had the reason to go into as much research into the cause for the autism in his particular case. But I have certainly done the research into the different types of cases and studies that are out there and seemingly they have pretty much wiped out the fact that vaccinations might cause it now from personal knowledge there are people that i know of that have gone to homeopathic route and their child is autistic and they have people that went vaccines and their child is not both my kids were vaccinated my daughter is fine my son is not i have nephews and nieces that are went homeopathic route and they're perfectly fine. I have people that I've met who went the homeopathic route, two of their kids are fine, the third and the fourth are autistic. So I can't really say that they've yet been able to determine what the cause of it is. Um, as I, in my own personal opinion, been doing the research, I think a lot of it might be a reclassification of certain things that were generalized before. In other words, but as the medical field has expanded and research and stuff gets more and more in depth, I think a lot of these things were before just classified as bipolarism or retardation or whatever okay. it was. And uh, they are now sectioning these things off, kind of. 